Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Because when it's Ross Tucker, you don't want to wait an extra 25 hours. Ross joins us now on a Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern here on the Wester Hotline. You know Ross very well. Played for the Bills, NFL media mogul, loves beer, loves au jus. Right, Ross? (laughs) Yeah, what was I doing? the? Oh, the au jus was uh, at Barbell Tavern with the beef on Weck. Yes, always with the au jus. Right, you were anti-horseradish and just get get au jus. They should give you au jus with everything. Right. You know what, though? Um... I got to tell you, I kind of regret not at least trying some of the horseradish again. That's a mistake. Because yeah. you, only, you only live once, and if that's the thing to do, and that's what people love, I should have at least dipped it. Like, I don't want horseradish all over it, but I could have had a side of horseradish mm-hmm. and dipped it in, and then I would at least know just how it worked, you know, how, how it tasted. Because, listen... When in Rome, mm-hmm. you know, act like a Roman. Like I'll tell you this much: I don't like wine at all. But when my wife and I did a Europe trip after my fifth year in the NFL, I drank the crap out of wine in Italy. Some places you just have to—they have the, the reputation that they—you just have to take what they give you. Like when we went on this Vegas trip that I go on for fantasy football in September, go to Craft Steak. And the waiter comes over, and they go over all the specials. And at the end of it, he goes, or we can just have our chef decide for you what you want. And we laughed, and then we all, there were seven of us, Ross, and then we all said, okay, let's do that. <laughs> and then they just... Yeah, I'm just telling you, so, like, it was really funny, because when we went to Italy, okay, so, like, any red wine I've ever had in the United States tastes like skunked grape juice to me. Like, it tastes like the worst grape juice I've ever had, and I just don't get it. But for some reason, when we were in Italy, and, you know, I was heavy. I was still in NFL. It's probably 315 pounds. I wore this huge, obnoxious orange jacket, so I was, like, twice as big as all these people. I'm the only one wearing this, like, obnoxious orange jacket. But, uh, first of all, the, the pasta was obviously amazing, but we drank so so much red wine, and it was so good. It's like um, it's like it's not carbonated or something over. I, I don't know how to describe it. It just 
I, I really got into it. Then I came back to the United States. I was like, oh, no, it still stinks. Give me a beer. <laughs> well, Ross, this is uh, bittersweet. It's great to talk to you, but it'll be the last time for a while, I guess. You know, uh, thoughts on the Super Bowl? We don't have to spend the whole time there, but it was a great game. Somewhat of a controversial ending. And, man, Jalen Hurts in defeat was phenomenal. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, we could spend a lot of time on it. And as you might imagine, I have, you know, in Philadelphia and elsewhere. Um, And I'll also say this, guys. Like, feel free to reach out to the Jordan, the Odyssey rep, or me um, directly. You know, something big happens with the Bills this offseason or a thousand percent before the draft. Um, let's, let's definitely connect. Okay, cool. Thank you. For that. Um, yeah. so as for the, the Super Bowl, so there's two separate things in my mind. There's the outcome of the game and like the players and the winning and losing and all that stuff. Um, you know, that's not overly relevant to Bill's fans, although I guess I'm going to guess most Bills fans were probably rooting for the Eagles just because they're kind of sick of the Chiefs and don't like them. Is that fair? I, I, that might that might be right. It's definitely not unfair. I, I, I but I don't. I, I know I don't feel that way. I, I have not been able to get there on the Chiefs, um, and I, I'm not really sure why. Um, you know, maybe this off season we'll, uh, we'll explore. I'll explore that a little more. But like Mahomes is too too much fun to watch. Reed is so likable. I, I struggle. You know, Tom Brady was never hard for me to dislike, Ross. Um, and the Bills were never a contender even. He was never, you know, he was in our way, but not really. Like, the you know, the Bills could barely help themselves uh, to, to turn that into anything. But still, he made me crazy. Mahomes has not gotten there for me, and I, I don't know maybe if he ever will. Maybe I'll get sick of him in another two or three, five years. I don't know. But um, I, I, my sense, my I, I had, you know, half a dozen people in my house watching the game Sunday and they're all Bills fans and they were all rooting for Philly. Yeah. I mean, that's the sense I got. A lot of people were rooting against the Eagles because they don't like their fans, which I, I understand. Um, and then obviously I, it just seemed like the AFC folks, the Bengals fan Bills fans didn't really want to see the chiefs win another one. Um, so, I was really disappointed in the field conditions. Mm -hmm. Again, that is not a – the issue with me doing work for the Eagles now is that, you know, people think it's like everything I say that there's some ulterior motive because the Eagles are good and the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Like, first of all, I I wouldn't have gotten any extra money one way or the other if the Eagles won or not. In fact – because the Eagles don't have a Super Bowl parade, I filled in for Angelo Cataldi one last time today on the morning show. So I actually got more money for the Eagles losing <laughs> than, than I would have if they had won. But um, the field conditions is just totally unacceptable. Mm-hmm. It's the same for both teams, yes, but it's just unconscionable to me that we're all watching these guys slide all over the place. And I don't know why the Eagles were sliding more than the Bills. I mean, than the Chiefs. they got to figure that out. But that was just really disappointing, number one. And then number two, uh, second year in a row, guys, second year in a row that they let them play 
pretty much the whole game, and then they throw what I've deemed to be a ticky-tack flag in the last two minutes. You know, last year, because uh, people are like, oh, you're a homer. Go back and check out my tweets at Ross Tucker NFL from February 8, 2022, because that's when they called that what I thought was really bogus holding penalty on Bengals linebacker Logan Wilson against Cooper Cup. And so there's two issues for that in my mind. Number one, you're supposed to let them play in playoff games and in the Super Bowl in particular. And then even more to the point, I think the later the game goes, you should let them play more. The the way I've described it is – it's like they were calling that pitch a ball the whole game. And then with the last batter up to bat, they called the same pitch that's been a ball all game. They called it a strike. Guys, that was the only defensive holding or pass interference the whole game. There was like 50 pass attempts. So really disappointing because nobody – forget who's in the game – Nobody watches a great game, 35-35, and is hoping, man, I hope this game has a game-clinching ticky-tack holding penalty. <laughs> it's just so disappointing. And then the thing that bothers me the most as a former player is, you know, I thought, first of all, I think Greg Olson, the Fox analyst, I, I think he's excellent. Me too. I really do. Me too. I, I think he's fantastic. Um, he was all over so many of the things like, when they tried to throw the ball to Wiley and he couldn't be in the next play and late in the game, they shouldn't score. He is fantastic. I totally agree with him. In the first half, I thought Brad Berry had a clear hold on Juju Smith-Schuster or pass interference. And that was a critical third down. Juju's running an in-breaking route, and Brad Berry really gave him a tug. I thought, boy, they should have called that. But it's the Super Bowl. They're going to let him play. So – as a player, like, you know, as an offensive lineman, if I get away with a couple holds and they're not calling it, I'm thinking, okay, they're letting us play a little bit today. I need to take that into account. And then if they call that, if they call something less than that, a hold in the last two minutes, it's really disappointing. I mean, it's, it's letting the guys bang every time you go to the basket and hoops the whole game. And then the last possession, they call a hand check foul. It's just, I think it stinks. So that's all the um, league issue stuff. As it relates to the game itself, um, you know, the, the margin, and you guys know this, the margin of error for beating the Chiefs is really small. I think the Eagles were the better team, and we talked about this on the Even Money Betting Podcast. If they played again this weekend, uh, my co-host said the Eagles would be favored by a point. But against the, the the Chiefs, you can't have a fumble return for a touchdown, especially when you're already in Chiefs territory. And you can't have a punt return. Um, uh, you can't have a punt return um, return for a touchdown either, essentially, which is essentially what it was. Yeah. By the way, you guys – you got to check out my uh, my Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL. Right before I came on with you guys, I saw a video of Mahomes chugging a beer. Yep. <laughs> during the parade. Yeah. And I like to do this every once in a while. I tweeted, 
this is disgusting. There are children watching who look up to him. <laughs> Good luck with that. You'll get what you want. You'll get what you want out of that. It, it is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. The uh, the response, like amazing. Well, it, you you sh- you experience what happened when you with you and Seth Payne. Uh, exactly, it, exactly. It is so funny. I mean, when they don't know you're joking. People that are replying to this. <laughs> it is so funny. It's even better than I thought it would be. Is this the clip of him gunning the beer and, and somebody has to like get up and, and help him because he looks like he's going to tip over? I guess so. I didn't even. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a guy there. Yeah. Um, but it's just so funny that people like that people will think I'm serious. Um, it's just amazing. You know, Bulldog probably has a question. Can I just force in, please? Can you quickly or at all, Ross, explain Eric Bieniemy not being a head coach yet? Does anybody actually know what the de- – I mean, you you can be an offensive coordinator for a team in a one-off year that has a 10th-ranked offense, your defense is great, and you're in the Super Bowl, and then you're a head coach. Like, how is this guy year after year rebuffed? Yeah, I mean, I, from what I've heard – it just sounds like he doesn't interview very well. And even forget from what I've heard. Like, at this point, there really is no other explanation, right? Because it's not – It's not. Um, I know a lot of people will make it a race thing, but, you know, the Texans three years in a row have hired a black head coach. Three years in a row. David Culley, Lovey Smith, D'Amico Ryans, they are choosing other – black head coaches over Eric Bieniemy. So even if you think the, there's a, the race is an issue with the other teams or whatever, you know, whatever anybody thinks, that's totally up to them. But, I mean, what people should do is they should ask the Texans that. Three years in a row, you hire a black, but it's not the enemy. Like, why are you not hiring him? Because it's obviously not because of the color of his skin. Um. So I don't really have another explanation at this point other than he must not um, hmm. he must not interview well. I wonder how important that is to the job. You know, like coaches do a lot of media, of course, but he's done media too. It's not like he's so so bad or anything. He can't, it's not like he can't speak. You've got to be a good communicator to be a good coach, I think. He must be that. So maybe the interview is like badly badly overrated. I don't know. We don't have to stay on him. There's other stuff to talk about. I no, just... no, no. The only thing I would say about that is, um, it is very surprising that he hasn't gotten one, number one. Um, and then number two, it sounds like he's going to go somewhere else Yeah, to give himself a better chance um, because there's a thought process that, you know, because Andy Reid calls the plays, that that hurts the enemy. And obviously people point to Doug Peterson and point to Matt Nagy and say, well, they both got a shot. I would say um, – <clears throat> You know, Sirianni's opening press conference for the Eagles was a disaster. Yes. And and he would even admit to that. But that's also not the same as a job interview. Like, you know, I have three small businesses. Go Big Recruiting is a high school athletic business. I got the Ross Hicker Podcast Network, and I've got um, MyFrontPageStory.com, which is like, it's too late now, but it's the best gift ever for like Valentine's Day or whatever. So I, I get interns from Penn State, and I do phone interviews with them. And I guess what I would say, Mike, 
you know, we can discuss how important an interview is to to actually doing a job, and and maybe it's not that important. But when I when I talk to twelve kids on the phone, and I'm going to hire four to six for this semester, I'm not I'm not offering the job to the people that are the worst on the phone. I guess. So, yeah. You know, they, they don't have a, tra- in fairness, they don't have a track record. I don't really know much about these kids. They just send me their resumes and I'm just kind of going off the conversations. But I think for any, in every aspect of life, it's really hard to hire someone if you don't feel like the interview goes well. Like if you're, if you're interviewing multiple people and you really feel like a couple of them went well and the one doesn't go well, boy, that is a leap of faith to then hire that person anyway. Ross Tucker on the Western Hotline. Bulldog. I'm glad you mentioned the turf, and I know you're not going to have an explanation for it, but what a colossal joke that is. I mean, you go to a, you go to a site, a warm-weather site, there's a dome to boot, and they just replaced the turf. Like it's just such a failure to have your marquee event. I, I don't think the, the the call at the end of the game, I think it's like took a lot of attention away from how shoddy the, those field conditions were. If if maybe that game gets completed without um, the you know the controversy at the end about the holding penalty on Bradbury, maybe the the you know after you get past congratulating Mahomes and Reed for winning another Super Bowl, maybe the next thing that's talked about the most is just how ridiculous that field was. Well, I don't have an explanation for it. They talked about how they worked on it for two years, and it was $800,000. And, you know, I don't know enough about it, but, like, you know, they grow it somewhere else, and then they roll it in. I don't know, like, how about just sticking with what they already have there? I, I, I mean – like, it seems to me like when you're rolling something in, I don't know, does it really have long enough to really have deep roots that really go down? They do that for when the, when the guys play over in London, and it's like, listen, these are 330-pound men at times. By the way, can you imagine, Bulldog, if let's say, um, let's say the last play of the game, or let's say the game didn't end on Bradbury with a controversial hold, Let's say it was man-to-man coverage and he just totally slipped. Can yeah. you imagine? Or mm-hmm. let's say, let's say, um, let's say they kick the field goal and the Eagles go down, and the Eagles are going for a game-tying field goal, and Jake Elliott, their kicker, slips trying to kick a game-tying field goal. Can you even imagine? I mean, the NFL is probably happy that it was the refs and not yep. the field at that point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, Ross, um, just about five minutes here. We've had a few weeks with you to talk about the Bills and the future. You know, Allen, Josh Allen made a comment about copying the Chiefs, but it was very generic. Um, is there one thought you'd leave us with for what their top priority should be here, either in terms of a position or a player or a, a mentality? I don't know. Yeah, no, um... They definitely have to get better up front on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. I guess that would probably be my better, my biggest takeaway because the Bengals beat them up front, both sides of the ball in that game. And then, you know, they play again. And, and then the Chiefs, that might have been my biggest surprise in the Super Bowl. I mean, 
I am surprised Jalen Hurts played that well, and that bodes extremely well for the Eagles moving forward because unlike Josh Allen, since we all saw what he did against the Chiefs a year ago in the playoffs, you know, in Philly, there was this, yeah, Jalen's having a great year, but, you know, how would he do in a big game against a quarterback like Allen or Burrow or Mahomes? Well, he went out and played the best game of his life. Um, so that was a huge surprise. But then the other surprise to me was the Eagles didn't really dominate the game up front. I mean, they, uh, if anything, I felt like the Chiefs were up to the task. Now, how much of that's because of the turf, I don't know. It's the same turf for both teams. But I guess that was my big takeaway is the Eagles totally wrecked the 49ers up front on both sides of the ball. But the Chiefs were able to hang with them. And the Chiefs were able to hang enough up front such that Mahomes could do what he did and the Chiefs could win the game. I, I think the Bills need to get better up front both sides of the ball. I mean, people can point to other weapons, but I don't know. Are the Chiefs' weapons that much better than the Bills' weapons? Uh, clearly, Mahomes is a little bit more consistent than Josh, which is part of it. But the Bills can't be last out of those three. Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, they can't have the third offensive line or the third defensive line or even just play like it. You know, I don't even know if the Bengals' O-line and D-line are actually better than the Bills, but in that game they were. Because then the next week they come out and Chris Jones is killing those guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, and by the way, that's – and maybe Von Miller was, was going to be that guy, but – that's who the, the that's who the Bills need. I mean, the the, the Bills need like a, a dominant dominant defensive lineman or two. Seems like it's really hard to win unless you have that guy. Well, they better they better hope Miller recovers um, and is ready to go sooner rather than later. Because Ross, if they if they they if if even if they wanted to overhaul both of those lines. It's going to be really hard to do this off season. I mean, they are in tough financially, and you know, I mean, I I don't know how they could possibly do both things. They've got a lot invested already on the D line, including Miller and his huge contract. So, like, I, I think they might just have to put their heads down on defense and take what comes. Offense maybe is is a place where they can maybe you know deploy their resources. Yeah, it's a good point, Bulldog. They're going to have to try to figure that out. Um, and I think that they will because I don't want to say the window's closing, but Josh isn't getting younger. Stephon Diggs isn't getting younger. You know, I mean, their time is kind of now. Um, unfortunately, the Chiefs' time is also now, and the <laughs> Bengals' time is also now. And, uh, you know, in the NFC, I think the Eagles' time is still going to be now. I mean, Hurts. That was a big takeaway from the Eagles is like, wow, like if he's that good, they'll have a chance every year. Ross, what's your offseason like? Uh, flying to Montana tomorrow to go Ooh. skiing um, this weekend. I do a decent amount of public speaking, which I really enjoy because unlike TV or radio, um, you know, the people are right there in front of you. So it's the closest I get to playing because there's nowhere to hide. So if anybody up there ever wants me, for a speaking engagement, just hit me up on social or rawsucker.com. But I will, uh, I'll take a trip out west in March with my high school buddies to ski in Vail. Skiing is, the, I told you guys this, it's the only thing post football 
that I can do orthopedically. So um, I get after it, really enjoy it. I mean, here's the thing. My, my, my two favorite off-season activities are skiing and apres skiing, and you do them the same day. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. And then, um, you know, I'll get into, like, March Madness. That's also beer pong season, um, April and May. And then I go to the beach quite a bit, uh, the Jersey Shore in the summer. And then before you know it, it'll be training camp, and I'll be doing Eagles preseason games, and we'll be doing the whole thing again. So it's skiing season, beer pong season, and then beach season. Sounds great. I love that there's a beer pong season on your calendar. That's yeah, yes. beer pong season short, and my wife doesn't really approve. She's not a big fan of the tournaments I host here at the house, but <laughs> I try to do it when she's out of town. Very good, Ross. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for today, for the season, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. All right. Ross Tucker. There's our man Ross on the Westward Hotline, and his appearances all season long here have been brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Bill's off-season topics, 803-0550 to call in with uh, your thoughts, listening to Ross or our conversation from last hour. If you miss anything, find it on the Odyssey app or at the website, wgr 550 Com. The Sabres play tonight in Anaheim, pregame at 9. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 